0: Are you a virtual assistant juggling all the things, you know, inquiries, contracts, payments? It can feel a little overwhelming at times trying to keep up with everything, right? Well, meet your new business BFF, insert HoneyBook. Think of HoneyBook as the upgrade your VA business didn't even know that it needed, taking you from beginner to polished and professional in no time. I've been using HoneyBook since day one of my business, and let me tell you, it's been a lifesaver for this busy mom. It's user-friendly, lets you automate workflows, and my favorite part is that it's completely customizable, so it'll look like it's native to your brand. I know what you're thinking. Do I really need a customer management platform? Well, spoiler alert, yes, you do. It's the secret ingredient that's given my VA business a 98% success rate of turning curious inquiries into solid bookings. Now, here's the deal. You can score an amazing 50% off right now if you use the link in the show notes. That's right. You heard that correctly. 50% off your entire subscription for any plan. And trust me when I say your business deserves the HoneyBook Upgrade. Welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement podcast and a very happy Halloween to you guys. I don't know about you, if you're that type of parent that loves holidays, but personally, I don't know what it is, but having kids has made the holidays that much more magical. I think it's just really fun to make it special for them from making pumpkin cookies to pumpkin bread and everything in between that could possibly be pumpkin related for Halloween. And as you guys know, I mentioned this in a previous episode, but we are slowly tackling our fall bucket list one event at a time, concluding it kind of with Halloween. And usually November, we calm down a little bit and just sort of prep for the holidays. It's usually a a busier time behind the scenes with the agency and just kind of getting ready to like go into the rest of the year. So with that being said, I thought that it would be really fun in honor of Halloween if I shared with you guys three scary mistakes to avoid as a service provider. So these are things that are really common. I see them all the time. I myself have been guilty of them. So I figured why not share them and let you guys learn from my own mistakes. All right, let's dive on in. Welcome to the Millennial Mom Movement, a podcast that's all about redefining what it means to be a working mom. I'm your host and business BFF, Amanda Holmes. Each week, we dig deep and reverse engineer how to make money on your own terms. Get ready for inspiring insights, fun chats, and tangible tips to rewrite your success story. Let's dive on in. All right, number one mistake that I see with service providers is, I'm just gonna put it out there, pricing. Now here's the thing about pricing. Some people think that there's this magical formula to come up with exactly what your price should be. And the truth is, there's not. Pricing is dependent upon what industry you're in, the expertise that you have, what services you're offering, how much time it's gonna take for you to do those services, Plus all the other things that go along with running a business like taxes and expenses and the subscriptions that you have to pay for and the credit card processing fee that ends up going to your CRM management platform. All of these things have to be accounted for inside of pricing, which can make it really hard to figure out what should I price my services at. And this is an exercise that we've had to go through as an agency more than once because things change and inflation will be up 15% and, you know, the world will be evolving as well as you. You evolve as a person and your expertise and your skill set. And so you as your business and the version of you when you first started is not going to be on the same level as you three, five, seven years into your business. And so that should be accounted for in your pricing. But oftentimes I see people hesitant, to price their services above what they are comfortable paying. And what I mean by this is a lot of times we do this unconsciously. We let our lizard brain and our limiting beliefs dictate what our prices should be. So we think, okay, with my current budget, I can afford somebody for $20 an hour. But that doesn't mean that your ideal client has that same budget in mind. In fact, when you raise your prices, there's something called value perception that actually comes into play, which by raising your prices, your client will be more invested, more bought in, and it will track that ideal client that actually wants to work with you because they're not buying into what you're giving them simply because it's quote unquote cheap or affordable. They're buying into it because they believe in the services that you're offering them. They believe in the results. They believe in making the investment for them and their business. And that's the person that you want. So don't make this scary mistake of underpricing. What I want to challenge you to think about when you are pricing is not only think about the amount of time that goes into whatever service that you're offering, because that is valid. You want to make sure that your time is accounted for. We don't want to be making $3 an hour at the end of the month. I also want you to think about things like what expenses do you have in your business that need to be built into this? Are you managing this client account or is somebody else managing it? I.e. like, is there a team member that's part of this that you might need to include their payroll or their salary as part of your pricing package? And then I want you to build in a buffer, a buffer of at least 15% to give you a little bit of grace Or let's say it does take a little bit more time than you thought, or maybe it didn't. And then your buffer becomes 30% and you just increased your profit. Yay. I also want you to build into your pricing expertise. Now, I know this can't be quantifiable, but I want you to think about, okay, what am I really good at? What am I bringing to the table? What's something that I naturally do that maybe I can add this into the service because I'm kind of already doing it anyways, that will then increase the value of this package. So let me give you an example. Let's say that you offer social media services, whether you're a virtual assistant or just somebody that's niched down to social media management. You could say, okay, I'm going to manage your Instagram account. I'm going to have this number of reels, this number of carousels, this number of static posts, this number of captions, this number of hashtags. And so you're kind of giving them the basic deliverables. But in order to increase your price, you could also say, but I'm also going to spoon feed you exactly what's trending every single Monday on Instagram. I'm also going to give you five ideas for reels that you can create instead of you having to figure that out on your own. Oh, and by the way, if you want to bump your order up, I can actually write those scripts for you. And all you have to do is read the script and record the reel and we'll take care of the editing. So not only did you increase the value of your package, but you then upsold them into something that they were excited about because it serves their needs. And people will pay for something that they're excited about. Trust me, if it makes their life easier, they will pay for it. So I'm going to encourage you, take a look at your current pricing doesn't make sense? Do we need to readjust? And this doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go back and change all your pricing with all your clients. Maybe it's just something that you implement going forward. But I encourage you if you're just getting started out, do not make this scary, scary mistake of underpricing. All right, number two, and this is a big one that I see. I've talked a lot about this in the past, but I feel like now is the perfect time to bring it up as we move into the holidays. And that is not setting clear and concise boundaries with clients, or you set the boundary, but you don't hold the boundary. And so here's what I like to think about when I'm thinking about boundaries. I like to think about this as mutually beneficial. So it's almost like a contract in the sense of like, I'm committed to working and responding to you fast and efficiently within these timeframes But I need you to respect the fact that outside of these timeframes, you may not get a response or it might be really slow, but that's going to be at my discretion because I'm technically offline. And the reason that we set up these boundaries, not just with communication with clients, but even things like we're just going to play off the social media manager example. So let's say we have a social media manager. She's a virtual assistant. She has her clients. She typically works like Monday through Thursday, nine to four. I don't know, making this up here. And she sends in the round of content and she has reviews limited to one for all of her clients. So meaning like if she gives them deliverables, they can review it, provide feedback, and she'll make adjustments one time. But she's not going to do like seven rounds of reviews back and forth because at that point, that's just crazy. So the client comes back after the first round of reviews and was like, hey, I literally came up with a new social media strategy and I want everything changed. And she has two options. She either holds the boundary and explains like, I would love to do that. That's absolutely no problem for all of these reviews. We're going to move you over to an hourly rate, or it'll be this specific additional charge or something like that. Or we can work that new strategy into next month. And let's go ahead with the current strategy that we have. So essentially, she's able to hold the boundary, respect the client, and still provide a mutually beneficial solution that works for both her and her pricing and her business model and her time, but also works for what the client is trying to achieve with revamping the social media strategy. Again, this is like purely hypothetical, but this kind of gives you an example of like you set the boundary, but holding the boundary is as equally important as setting it because it essentially gives your client guidelines of how they should behave and interact with you. And now I know this isn't always easy in the moment, and sometimes it can be a little stressful. So if you're having one of those moments one day, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, shoot me a DM, and I will totally walk you through it. I love coaching people in the moment with stuff like that. So if you can reach out to me. My handle is at Amanda Rush Holmes. Okay, moving into the third scary mistake that I see pretty much all service providers make is not taking the time to automate. Now, systems are not super sexy, depending on who it is that you're talking to. But I can say with confidence that our systems are the foundation of our business. And that's what gives me the confidence to have more time freedom and step away for the class field trip or volunteering to be room mom or running to Target in the middle of the day because I know there's nobody there and I can look at every single thing and take my time Whatever that looks like for you, it's the automations that allow you to do that. And so I think it's really important to not just be like, you need to automate your business and then leave it at that. I want to give you a really great example. So a tool that we've used from the very beginning is a CRM platform, which is Customer Relation Management Platform. And we prefer HoneyBook. We've also heard really great things about Dubsado, but we just haven't personally used that platform for our business. However, HoneyBook has been absolutely amazing for us. So essentially, the way that our automation works is it collects leads through a form and then based on their answers on that form, it automatically filters them and they get one of two email sequences. Either, yes, you're a great fit or not a great fit at this time, but if these things change, please, we would love to work with you. So assuming that they are a great fit, And I'm just going to assume that they came onto the website or found us on Google or something like that. And they're filling out the form on our website. And so once they fill out that form, basically saying like, hey, I want to work with you guys. I'm ready to go. Then it kicks them a series of emails. And those emails include things like booking their initial strategy call and being able to view a custom proposal. And then once they decide to move forward, it sends things like a contract and an invoice and a link to book their kickoff call and a link for their onboarding form. And it walks them through what to expect. And then it triggers another series of emails that's like, hey, we're excited to have you. Here is our team. And this is who you're going to be working with. And this is what we stand for. And oh, by the way, here are our client communication guidelines, i.e. setting the boundaries. And oh, by the way, did you know that we have a referral program? And then, you know, three months down the road, it then triggers a way to collect testimonials and feedback and gather all that information without me having to think, oh, Sally is on month three, I need to collect a testimonial from her. And now I have to awkwardly craft this email that I don't really know what I want to say. And it feels a little bit rushed is probably a good way of putting it. And a lot of times when it's not automated, I don't remember those things and therefore they don't happen or they don't happen within the time frame that I would ideally like them to happen. And it's because of this automation that our clients feel like they're getting a high level support because they're constantly getting communication from us, even though I'm not the one like sitting at the computer hitting send on all those emails. Did I write those emails? Yes. Did I approve the emails? Yes. Did I create the automation? Yes. But each client that comes through the pipeline I don't have to rework the entire wheel every single time. Now, the other thing is, it's not just for the onboarding process and converting leads into paying clients. It's also for the monthly recurring revenue. So all of our revenue runs through HoneyBook, which is amazing. And we're able to see projected cash flow, cash flow on hand, cash flow that's been collected, but hasn't made it into the business bank account. And all of that helps me to get a really good snapshot as to what does the health of the business look like? And where are we at with our budget? And can I make this purchase? How much can I save for X purchase? It really gives you confidence to be able to make some of those financial decisions. Like, let's say you want to rebrand and you're like, can I afford this $2,500 rebrand? Well, HoneyBook can help you decide that because they have a financial tab within the CRM platform. So it's really cool. You can also connect whatever scheduling tool that you use. We personally use Calendly and we love it. And so I can connect it there and I have all my different links and calls set up and they're integrated into the automations with HoneyBook. And I know it sounds really complicated, guys, but I promise it's not. It's super simple. And the best part is they have templates for all this. So you don't have to figure out like, how do I create an automation? You literally go into HoneyBook and say like, I am a virtual assistant. So I need this contract template and this automation and this invoice template and this other thing that I didn't even know I needed. And they kind of spoon feed it to you. And then you can customize it however you want. So you can change the fonts and the colors and all that kind of fun stuff to match your branding. Or you can just leave it the basic HoneyBook template, which on its own is actually very aesthetically pleasing. So if that's something you're interested in, I do have a coupon code for 50% off your entire first year, no matter what subscription plan you're on. And just to give you guys kind of some perspective, we were on the lowest subscription plan for the first two and a half years of our business. And we only recently bumped up to the middle one, just to unlock a few additional features. But the first bottom tier one was perfect for a beginner virtual assistant and a virtual assistant with like a handful of clients. So Keep that in mind. And it's not super expensive. It's 100% worth the peace of mind, trust me. So if you guys are interested in that 50% off, the link is down below in the show notes for you. I definitely encourage you to like, at least check out the free trial and poke around a little bit. You can always cancel it if you're like, this is not my vibe. But I have a feeling that's what I did. And then I was like, yeah, this is amazing. And I'm never going back. (laughs) So hopefully that'll make your life easier. And I think you'll appreciate a lot of the additional features that they've added as of recently. Okay, so this wraps up our spooky vibes episode all about scary mistakes you do not want to make as a service provider and what you can do instead. I hope this inspires you to take a peek into your own business, make sure you're not making any of these. And if you are, hey, guess what? That's okay. I've made basically all these mistakes in my business, hence why I'm telling you not to make these. And hopefully it'll save you if you're on the you know, border of maybe not holding some boundaries or you're needing to change your prices or whatever, it'll encourage you to go ahead and take that leap. All right. I hope you guys have a very happy and safe Halloween and I will talk to you next week. Bye for now. You just finished another episode of the millennial mom movement podcast. And because I know you're a mover and shaker, here's your action item. Snap a screenshot of this episode, share it over on Instagram, and tag me at Amanda Rush Holmes. Each week, I'll pick one person and send you a Starbucks gift card on me as my way of saying, hey, thanks for hanging out with me on the regular and being a part of this incredible movement. See you next week.